Homes.com knows that when it comes to home shopping, it's never just about the house or condo. It's about the home. And what makes a home is more than just the house or property. It's the location and neighborhood. If you have kids, it's also schools, nearby parks, and transportation options. That's why Homes.com goes above and beyond to bring home shoppers the in-depth information they need to find the right home. And when I say in-depth, I'm talking deep. Each listing features comprehensive information about the neighborhood, complete with a video guide. They also have details about local schools with test scores, state rankings, and student-to-teacher ratio. They even have an agent directory with the sales history of each agent. So when it comes to finding a home, not just a house, this is everything you need to know all in one place. Homes.com, we've done your homework. With Fidelity Wealth Management, a dedicated advisor can work with you on a comprehensive plan to help you reach your wealth's full potential. Plus, you'll have access to specialists in estate planning strategies. So you're not just growing and protecting your wealth, you're sharing it. More at fidelity.com slash wealth. Investment minimums apply. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC. Welcome to the Jill on Money podcast. It is Tuesday, October 12th. Uh, Mark, it is an amazing thing that uh, today, today, the 12th of October, we are going to present to our listeners a second consecutive call from the Garden State. We are going to talk to Dana, who's on the line from New Jersey. What can we do for you today? Well, I have a couple of questions. I'm recently retired and I'm moving moving funds around. So I wanted to know basically where I should be putting these funds. I have a 457B, which I really didn't realize had so many complications to it once it came due. Basically, I have to take it or do an annuity and I don't want to do an annuity. So I'm like, okay, if I have to take it, I'll take it next year, which is good. Mm-hmm. But where do I keep it? Being that I'm going to use it for income, do I just leave it in a savings account? But when you say a 457 plan, were you a teacher or a municipal worker? I'm a nurse. Okay. Okay. So you're, uh, so you worked at a hospital and they had 457 plan. And when you say you have to move it, you don't have to take a distribution. Can't you roll it over into a, into an IRA rollover account or is that not allowed? No, not allowed. This particular plan was only allowed to move over to another 457, but since I don't plan on working within the next year, maybe after that I might, but within this year, I know I'm not, I, I don't, I have the option of taking the distribution or mm-hmm. keeping it as an annuity. What is the lump sum amount? The lump sum is about 82K. Tell us what else is going on in your life. How old are you? I'm 65, mm-hmm. recently retired, retired mm-hmm. in June. My husband's 70. He retired about a year and a half ago. Your husband, is he receiving Social Security right now? He is. How much is he, that? I guess he gets about 3000 a year. Uh, um, a month. 3000 a month. That, yeah, right. Okay, got it. You're not receiving Social Security yet, right? No, I decided to hold off to okay. at least full or maybe longer. Okay, great. Are either of you entitled to a pension of any amount? He has a pension that mm-hmm. he, he has a small pension, about 18K a year. Mm-hmm. I have a cash balance, which I could use as like an annuity, but I'm decided to roll that over. 
Okay, how much do was that cash balance? The cash balance was two thirty two. And that you already have rolled over, right? I'm in the process of. Are you managing it yourself? I'm putting it back into like a TIA four oh one K. I do have a financial planner mm-hmm. and when I rolled over my four fifty my four oh three B, I rolled it over to that um, financial planning place. But there's a one percent commission on that. Not a commission. You mean an annual asset management fee, right? Correct. Correct. Okay. How much is in that rollover account from the old 403B? So rolled over 1.2. Ooh, hello. Hello, (laughs) Dana. Yeah. Okay. Um, And what about your your hubby? Does he have um, old retirement accounts as well? Right. He's got about 500K and and an IRA that's being managed with the same same place. Mm -hmm. And then he's got a He's got stocks from an old company that he worked with that when he does decide to take it, it'll be like a the 15% tax rate and not the full. Hmm. Okay. How much is that? Rate. I think he's got about 300K in there. Look at you not knowing 300, ah, about $300,000. Look at you, <laughs> Dana from New Jersey. So you got a bunch of money. Uh, what does it cost for you guys to live your life on a monthly basis? So on a monthly basis, it's about run the household about eight grand and you know i don't hear this very often but i know there's a lot of couples who do this we like keep our money separately i love that you know? what's <laughs> you know, wrong so, with that so how does it ha- tell I, me I about how hear people say that though you oh, know? No. And i know a lot of people who do so even though we have our own retirements and stuff basically we fund everything for the house and then whatever's left over you do what you want with it i got you <laughs> I got it. Your husband gets three grand a month from social security. His pension's $1,500 a month. What's making up the difference there? He's taking the, he's taking a 20 K distribution, 28 grand and 18 grand and 20 grand. And now you got, you pay for your life and everything's fine, right? You own your house. Uh, We own our house. We have a um, a HELOC on uh, leftover on it. Mm Mm-hmm. About How 50, much? About, about 50K on there. And because interest is so low, mm. I've actually been putting more into an emergency fund in cash because learning from your podcast, I didn't really have a dedicated emergency fund. So I'm working on building that up a little bit more. Okay. That's good. That's great. So when you um, look at the house value, what what is it about approximately? Probably about 600K. And you're going to stay there? Yes, we like it here. Great. Okay. So when you look at the future, is there any need that you have for cash in the near term? We do plan on taking one or two trips. We do mm-hmm. ski. Mm-hmm. So there's money that goes towards that. Mm-hmm. And um, we and we got to, you know, do some renovations on the house, but maintenance more, you know, yeah. painting, that kind of replace carpet, that kind I of mean, stuff. And besides that money, the stock account that your um, husband has, is there any uh-huh. non-retirement assets that you have besides your emergency reserve fund? Yes, we we have probably about 70K in stocks jointly. And then I have another 15K in like a mutual fund that I just let sit there and, and grow. So we do have that. Yep. And we do have other cash. Like he has cash. I have cash. I have All about right. 40 40 some thousand cash for maybe a car or whatever, any kind of emergency that might come up. So I kind of just keep saving towards whatever. It's like my emergency fund for me. (laughs) Right, right, right. Next year will be your 
low earning year, essentially. Next year will be the year you don't have income. Right. And okay. that's the year I'm taking that. I have to take the 457B. Okay. And then where do I keep it? I'm going to not take any more distributions from my on my rollover. Right. Uh, where do I keep this? Because that's what well, I'm Well, I mean, look, I, so um, the lump sum of 82, you're going to keep in. Well, let me ask you one other quick question. You have all this emergency reserve money and the 82 has been taxed yet or not been taxed yet? It has not been taxed. It will yet. not be. Okay. So you're going to have to leave some money. I put it in cash. I put it in the, like, ad, live on it, leave it at that and use the money and spend it. I think that there's a lot of accounts all over the place. I'm a little bit worried about the idea that, like, not worried, but, you know, there's a lot to keep track of. So if you like the financial planner and you think the financial planner is a great person and is done right by you, you may want to just have, like, some sort of global look at what's happening. You have plenty of money. You're not going to run out of money. And in terms of the money at TIAA Craft that you've now moved that two hundred thirty-two thousand um, cash balance, did you put it into the annuity side or in the mutual fund side? Yeah, I put it back into a four, the four hundred one k. I have the option to actually stay in the same plan from where I worked mm-hmm. with the same um, rates and everything, which were very low. Yeah, that's um, good rates. Yeah, so I, I put it back in there and I put it I seem thinking I won't need that for another five years. At least I just yep. said do a 60 40 um, Great. balance on there. That's perfect. I mean, and I like TIA. I mean, the only thing, I've, of course, that you may want to be thinking about and that I would be thinking about if I were you is like, hmm, maybe I would want to like actually see if I want to consolidate everything. But I see that it's, you know, there are different flavors of retirement accounts and you're not ready to. It'd be interesting to see how you do managing that cash balance in the TIA CREF, in that model, and look at your financial planner. And then you're going to have to, I know that at some point in the future, you're going to say, what value is this person bringing to my life? And then you gotta, you're going to make a hard decision about whether you want to do this yourself, or you want to stick with this person. Because obviously, you know, you're paying real money. You, know. you know, you've got, you've got uh, almost $2 million dollars. That's right. there. And that means it's 20 grand every single year and 20 grand right. a year, obviously is money you could be living on. Or if you feel like this person does give you value, then great. That's fine. So if this person is not a fiduciary. Mm-hmm. Can I ask you this? Um, how do fiduciaries make money? Do they charge that same kind of fee? So it's interesting. The fiduciary is just says, I have to tell you what's in your best interest even if it's not great for me, the advisor. So what the fiduciary would have to do is basically say, hey, you know what, uh, Dana, there's no reason why you should send me that cash balance. You've got a great plan at TIAA and uh, you're doing fine there. And so just put it there, right? That's kind of the fiduciary model. Now that fiduciary can still charge you 1%. Some fiduciary planners charge a flat fee some charge a percent of assets that they manage and others will just charge even an an annual or an hourly rate. The idea of fiduciary means that they just have to make sure they're putting your interest before their interest. You know, that's a little squishy sometimes, right? Because I'm sure that in the financial planner's mind, he might say, well, you know, roll over the cash balance to me because then we'll consolidate everything. It's cleaner and I'm doing a great job for you. And, you know, who knows how you're going to do by yourself. So you can almost convince yourself that that would be, but they would really have to explain that to you and tell you what your options are. 
rather than just sort of say, give me the money. Right, right. So I, I kind of want to do my own, but I'm still a little leery since we're still trying to decide when to take what. So yeah. now I guess I'll keep my planner. I mean, we like her. And right now I think she can answer our questions. But once we kind of get in cruise mode, yeah. I think that you, you have to feel like you are confident in yourself and that you're not necessarily going to shoot yourself in the foot. That's really it. But you've got a ton of money. You've done a good job. You know, you've made your decision about the lump sum, which I agree about. You've made the decision about rolling over into TIA craft, which is great. You've got all this other money. You're managing stuff separately, but together. So I think you're in really good shape. Is there anything else that is out there that you want us to think about for you before we let you go? So we have a bunch of life insurance policies that are like variables. So there's money attached to them now if you took it. And we're just wondering, do we just leave it because they're so low in premiums? I mean, well, I wouldn't pay another premium. So you don't really, you know, you said you had no kids, right? Right. Okay. So obviously you have no need for life insurance right now. You have zero need. How much cash value is in these policies, would you guess? I think I have a I have a surrender value of sixteen thousand eight hundred on mine, and I'm only paying thirty dollars a month. It's not a lot. Yeah, so but you're cheap. paying for something you don't need. So yeah, it's a fifty thousand dollar policy. But if you take that money out, you pay taxes on it, correct? Only above the, the wait, value. wait, wait, wait. Yeah, only above the amount that you've put in. If you you can call up the insurance company and say, if I were to surrender this policy what would the tax liability be? 16,000 bucks is not zero. It's money. I'd rather use the money myself than pay the insurance company the fees associated with it. Yeah. So the net investment was seven grand into that. So that's like 9,000 sitting around there, right? Don't do this now. Cause right. I mean, I might right. even wait a year or two till the income goes back down. Cause you, you know, you do the lump sum next year, that might, right. or or you if if you find out that it's not that much tax wise and it keeps you in that same bracket, then sure you can take it out. You know it's going to get taxed at say the twenty two percent bracket. That's fine, big deal. I mean, I'd rather have it than the insurance company. That's all I can tell you. Dana from New Jersey, thank you so much. And if you would like to ask us a series of retirement questions and you're from the state of New Jersey, maybe we'll have another new, maybe this will be New Jersey week, Mark. Maybe that we'll just do everyone from New Jersey this week. We'll go state by state for the rest of the year. Just kidding. If you're from New Jersey or New York or California or North Dakota or wherever you are from, let us know if we can help you out. Go to JillOnMoney.com, click on the contact button and we'll get your note. While you're on the website, please sign up for our free weekly newsletter, and you may want to subscribe to our sister broadcast. It is called Eye on Money. Okay, now, as always, we like to remind you to do something nice for someone else today, and remember the mantra, grit, growth, grace, and we will talk to you tomorrow. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.